everybody, welcome to the 102nd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And before we get started, just a quick reminder to please check us out on Patreon if you want to get some cool exclusive benefits like access to our Discord and Livecast. And last reminder, MathCore Index Fest 2023 is this Saturday, July 22nd at Transpecos in Queens, New York, featuring the Sawtooth Grin, Thin, Sunflower, Under the Pier, Miko, The Cheeseburger Picnic, more of myself to kill, and possibly one other band. Unfortunately, Venus Twins had to drop due to medical issues, but still seven currently, possibly eight sick bands, so I look forward to seeing you guys there. I cannot believe, like, first of all, we're at 102, and that you're yet again doing another fest. It's crazy. Back on the East Coast, baby. You you wanted it there, so fucking A, we, we brought it back to you. Trans Pecos, I looked at the pictures. Um, for everybody that, uh, so I think Christian's gonna have this episode out be- like the day or two before the uh, fest. So if you're listening to it when it, when this drops, get your fucking ass to New York. Uh, if not, uh, you'll be seeing Christian there, uh, and then uh, myself. I'm gonna be missing it, I guess. Uh, but hopefully we'll be living through uh, the the stories and everything of uh, all the Mathcast fans. Yeah, naturally we're filming it as well, so you can look forward to enjoying some nice footage of it when I have some time to edit it. Probably it's nice going back to the footage. I, I still, to this day, especially 2019, just due to how well it's filmed, I always go back and, and watch it. Especially every year when we start, like, announcing, rolling out the lineup, I, like, have the urge to go back and kind of, like, revisit all my favorite sets. I feel like it's always fun to play spot the homies in the crowd, too. Oh, yeah, that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah, 2018 definitely was, I feel like, the best year in terms of, like, just, like, the, the hypeness and, like, the turnout, but... Yeah, 2019, I think, is, like, the best filmed. We sort of didn't have the best video quality for last year and even worse audio quality than 2018, I think. But uh, this year, I've actually got somebody coming out to help us film. Um, Bert shot. Uh, We're we're giving it the old college try this year. Yeah. And then we've also got Hunter from Terracell coming out to do audio for us. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. So we got a couple of homies doing the audio and video for this year, so we're going to do it proper for you. Uh, once again, that's uh, Math Core Index Fest 2023, July 22nd at Transpecos in Queens, New York. Look forward to seeing y'all there. So the first band that we're going to talk about is Chamber. And Chamber are a metalcore quintet from Nashville, Tennessee. And they just dropped their new album, A Love to Kill For, on July 14th via Pure Noise Records. And if you're not familiar with the band, they've been putting out... You've been fucking up. You've really been fucking up. <laughs> Yeah, you be, they've been putting out one fantastic release after the next of just super hyper-aggressive and blistering metalcore since 2018, and I'd say that their latest to love to kill for is their best and most extreme collection of tracks to date. Christian and I, we have been covering Chamber since literally the day beginning, one. day one. Uh, Chamber, please listen and uh, understand that we love you. Uh, but uh, Chamber, we will always... I, I mean, when I go back to that first EP, like... I just want to say that it's just that beautiful snowball rolling down the hill that it is the same core fucking sound. They just keep picking up all the fucking goodies on the way down. It just gets bigger and bigger. The sound is just better and better. Mm-hmm. Uh, even their first full length, you know, uh, I, <clears throat> it was very, very good, but I do feel overall uh, it got mixed in the COVID shuffle of a little bit of, you know, people pumping out music and all that kind of stuff. But I will say along with that, I mean, this, I mean, the the full that first uh, full length does not even touch what this album is offering. I have to agree with you there. I, I prefer the 
older EPs to the first full length as well on that note. Isn't that weird? It was like more like kind of like industrially kind of feel right on that first EP and then you know, I don't know. Yeah, even yeah, there's me, something I, I'm a little dry on that on that first release. Yeah, there's something definitely a little bit different about that. But yeah, they definitely have just this this album is basically a masterclass in in chaotic metalcore. It it really doesn't get much better. I I'd say that they have surpassed every one of their contemporaries. Mm-hmm. Like this, um, I mean, to talk about the the band's the album's production, it was produced by Randy LaBeouf, so you already know that you're getting cutting edge sound, and the drums in particular are just massive on this release. The guitars are also really interesting too. There's a ton of like new metalisms that really remind me of like a corn record. Well said. Um, I kind of have something written like that, but I like how you said that there. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man, this band is just so full throttle, the whole EP, the whole LP. And it just, there's so many tempo changes and technical riffs that you could describe this as math core as well, I think, too, justifiably. Track one, the opener, Chamber. Uh, I wish they would have taken it the next level and called the album Chamber. They would have pulled a bad company. Bad yeah, company by bad, bad company, company on the album. Yeah, bad, bad company. Yeah, it, but like, so, so I, I say that like Chamber, though, once again, I've said I think I say this at least once on every episode. But like, first off, this the first track kicks down the fucking door. But also, yes, it is it, does, it is really giving you a fair warning. Like, you better be ready for this because this is exactly what you're going to hear through the whole fucking album. So uh, it is it is just fierce vocals and guitar work. And I would say the breakdowns have like just gotten more tech in a way I, yeah I, like um agreed I, sometimes i feel like the speed and the techiness of it takes me to like this august burns red uh earlier kind of days and everything but i see what you mean by that with sort of like i'd the, say the, thrill the, killer specifically that album the break or sort killer, of approach whatever, yeah but um <clears throat> yeah they're they're really focusing on shorter songs as well on this album but mm-hmm. I, I never left feeling like there's not enough though or that they could offer more because they just pack so much fucking shit into every track Especially on the track Mirrors, for example, which is under a minute, by the way. But again, you're not really like left wanting more because it's just so much like condensed into that 40 seconds. Yep. Great uh, music video. And also my favorite track, uh, Devoured, featuring Matt uh, Honeycutt. Uh, that was fucking phenomenal. <clears throat> I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Uh, but honestly, dude, Jacob, Jacob Lilly, uh, one of my favorite vocalists this year and it's going on the list for next year man it's such a great um just strength and just uniqueness with those vocals they're really good i I think originally i was a little bit lukewarm on his approach yeah following the departure of the original vocalist and that's probably just a, a me thing i get sort of attached to like the first manifestation of a band that i hear maybe but I yeah, think we're I, all guilty of that at some point. But certainly coming into his own on this LP and definitely giving one of his best performances for sure. Yep. I don't think any subsequent listens will unlock anything like intellectually about this album. It's not like super progressive or especially experimental, but surely you can at least admire the level at which this band is operating. There's just truly a staggering amount of switch-ups in every song and um yeah, man, I I don't think that modern metalcore gets much better than this in terms of like chaotic aggression. This is fucking pros, pro status here. Yep. This is album of the year material, I would say. Oh, uh, it's gonna be on both of ours. I mean, I'm I mean easily. Well, yeah, I mean we can we can kind of say that's like almost half half through the year and everything. You know, yeah, we can, we can. it's it's really that good though. Again, to emphasize, they I think that they have surpassed their contemporaries like Code Orange and Vane and uh, your your orthodoxes, etc. They I think that they have surpassed all those bands in in terms of technique at least. <clears throat> And arrangement. 
Yeah, track one, Chamber, on that note, definitely a solid opening to this album. Again, the new metalism is really strong in that track. Yep. Retribution. I, I love the left-right speaker play on that track with those guitar runs. It's just so satisfying. Again, Randy LaBeouf really just fucking m- making that shit pop. The speaker play actually does take me to Vane. Um, I feel like Vane... It's uh, very similar. I, I, and like, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it, they're just way more focused now than Vane. I think Vane has just tried to Specifically, pander. Maybe not pander, but they've tried to like... They tried to bring in more accessible elements, and yeah. I think to do their detriment. I'm I'm going on the error zone st- uh, fact there. Mm. That's that's kind of what I'm touching on. Just yeah, that back totally. to what da 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 you know, like that's. Yeah. But they don't have any of the fluff that Arizona has either. This is, I don't want to say this is a better album than Arizona because it's they're definitely in the same league. It would probably be a, a fair statement. Would you say it's digestible, Christian? Just it's certainly understand. digestible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Again, yeah, the shorter tracks, they're they're really trying to just like not fuck around. There's no um. This there's no messing about. The uh, title track definitely is a bit more extended. That's the longest cut on the album, I believe. Yes, yes, it is. It's got a bunch of repeats where they say the uh, the, you know, the refrain is the title mm-hmm. album. Uh, I do want to say like later album on, title, rather. later on, we're gonna cover uh, cell damage and both of these albums. Uh, I, I I enjoyed and it was kind of like the next like uh, I would jam it through Spotify and then it would just toss me to another band after the album and be like what the fuck I was like oh shit we're already done with the album I guess I'm going back again and that kind of thing so I, I really I thoroughly it, it took me to another place and overall I just um, and I know you you were saying like you know listening to this over and over again is not gonna just break open like the fucking an extra wall and you're gonna understand right. something more as like a concept but overall like when I listen to this album even just one track my thing is just oh Fuck. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Every track gives you like an oh fuck moment. That's what, so that's what make this that's what makes this band so goddamn good. Yep. Yep. Every track has got a an, a memorable moment or some kind of like hook, and it's just all done with like such. What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, bravado. Oh, I was gonna say bonerific, but okay, I see what you're okay. <laughs> it's all it's all just done. Yeah, just so well. I really like Trimble as well. Mm-hmm. I think that it has like one of the most iconic moments in buildups where he says Trimble at the sound. When that moment hits, that's like one of the fattest breakdowns on the album. Fuck, there's some good breakdowns. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, there is. Um, to Die in the Grip of Poison featuring Mac, Matt McDougal of Boundaries, the hardest two-step of the album is the opening of that track. And again, I have to just comment on the new metalisms and the guitar effects in this track too, just really recalling Corn for me. And that's just great, honestly. <laughs> I'm just, I'm all right with it. <laughs> the closing track too, I thought was pretty strong, Hopeless Portrait. One of the shorter tracks, but man, like that opening swarm of bees guitar and subsequent breakdown really do hit hard. There's only like one track I'm sort of lukewarm on, and that was One Final Sacrifice. I have, like, next to no critiques about this release. Other I didn't even write it down, so I guess we're in the same boat there. I mean, like, other than the shorter tracks could have potentially just been worked into other songs, or maybe that um, the final track really doesn't offer a lot of finality. Like, the closing moments of this record aren't, like, there's no catharsis, really. It's kind of just ends, which is okay. I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be, like, a profound contemplative moment yeah. at the end of the album, but, yeah, I... I felt that it wasn't as climactic as I wanted it to be. Maybe that's I, a very really minor goddamn complaint. I was just gonna say, I'm like, I'm like, if that's all we got, then uh, we are in good uh, hands here. So. Yeah, I, you know, I really want to start introducing number ratings in our reviews, which is really spicy because I might upset some people. But if I had to give this album, 
especially if we start doing the points like point three, like seven point three, oh, seven point wow. four, we could really fuck some heads. Oh, and I don't. <laughs> yeah, we, no, no, no points. Yeah, I think that you have to no just points within the points. We just do no, one, two, no, three, no. four, five. No, no half points. Just no. I was going to say on a scale of one to ten. Ooh, I was going to say stars. Oh, st- well, <laughs> sure. <laughs> Calculators. All right. <laughs> Texas Instruments. How many Texas Instruments? Are we just, be? we just, we're, we're actively losing listeners after that no, comment. No, no, no. Texas Instruments it is. Toxic. <laughs> okay. Um. So, yeah, if I had to give this album a rating, God, it's it's fucking like for metalcore, it's next to perfect. I'd have to give it a fucking eight out of ten at least. I'm not getting into this right now, but it's it fuck this this album rips. Come I on, mean, give, give me a rating. Let's go. I know you're at least at an yeah, eight or you, nine. Oh, I'm at, I'm definitely, oh, buddy, boy, I'd say like a 9.1, 9.2 here. I'm thoroughly impressed. Like, and once again, there's, what I love about this album, yes, yes, it, it ends in like, it's not as like a, wah, at the end, like an exclamation point, Um, but there is no fucking filler. There I is love, no goddamn I filler. I love that yeah. chamber. Thank you so much. I fucking get, and that's the you know, thing. You are right. It's a nine. That's the thing. Like, I get lost It's in not it. perfect, but it's, it's next to, it's, it's next to perfect. Nine. Yeah, this, this is going to yeah. be album of year, baby. There's a lot of music coming out, so anyways. It, I'll tell you right now, this is definitely penetrating my top ten. First math core index score by us. There. Done. Can we start doing it every episode? Yeah, yeah. We'll I, do it. I guarantee <laughs> more people will actually care about the end of the review if we have a fucking rating system. God. All right. I like how we're actively changing the format of the podcast during this episode. Let's, I'm done. let's fucking go. Let's I'm do done. it. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so what are your favorite tracks, though? So, um, well, I know you mentioned the, the, the Devoured. Devoured, but, uh, yeah. I feel it's because the music video also is just really good. But um, That does sell it. Trimble, At My Hands. Uh, I want to just say Chamber because just that was the first fuck of every track I'm going to listen to afterwards. I just feel like just, uh, yeah, once again, just. Uh, let's give him the opening track I, then. Fuck it. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Was it a single? I don't think it was. I don't, think it, I don't think it was, no. Okay. But I, I agree that that's, that's a good podcast track. I was going to say that or Trimble was the, it would be the Trimble one. Trimble as well. Yeah. But since we both agree, the opening. So we're going to play track one for you, which is Chamber. That's from the album A Love to Kill For by Chamber. And that just came out on July 14th via Pure Noise Records. Here we go. Alright, so that was Chamber by Chamber, and that's off their new album, A Love to Kill For, which came out on July 14th via Pure Noise, their hometown label, no less. So next, we're going to talk about Cell Damage. And Cell Damage are a noise core quartet from Apple Valley, California, and they just dropped their new album, No Volume, on July 14th via Silent Pendulum Records. I definitely wouldn't categorize this as math core, but definitely like a chaotic hardcore with a lot of like noise, electronics, 
just various like accoutrement, sort Some of like vocal effects. Start stoppy parts, you know. Mm-hmm. I think for like the start stoppy parts is where you get maybe the math core kind of side kind of confusion there and everything. But yeah, I wouldn't call it like math core. There's some mathy parts though, to be yeah. fair. Yeah, I I think this band is really at their best when they're embracing that noise and like electronic and sample based element of their music though, and just generally kind of like playing within their ability. Like on "We Look Nothing Like Ourselves" and "Medium Talent," those have some very like heavy, heavy, low, low inspired moments. By the way. Uh, the the sassiness is there as well. You'll kind of they kind of toss that uh, in, you know. Um, not they do. It's it's not okay. Um, it's not I like li- I like the amount that yes. they put in there. It's not like pervading the whole album. I think is what you're trying that, to yeah, say. It's not fucking in every track and everything. But that track they said I can go to the dance with that very synth heavy sequence. Title. Hilarious title. That's that's the sasscore song for sure. Yes. It's very like deliberately sasscore vocals with some kind of like eight bit synths over the top of it. I feel just even the opening. Um, I uh, the, I love the opening pulsating dance beat that fades out and then in for a second, and then bah breaks in with a uh, uh, the track. I'm I'm taking the pins, the pins out. out. Yeah, it's I I really really enjoy the track. Once again, great great starting track where it's gonna let you know exactly what you signed up for for the rest of the album. So yeah, I, you know, and I say that they're the best when they're playing to those like noise and electronic and sample elements because. I do feel like so many of the riffier moments on this record fall a bit flat for me. I mean, it's like all the basic elements are there. There's crisp production. There's tight drumming. The vocals are really unhinged. Mm-hmm. Um, vocals are very good. I want to say, I mean, I don't know the lyrical content, but I like the vocals. Great art direction. The visual aesthetics for their music videos are good. All the music videos rock. It's, Art direction's a little heavy, heavy, long, right? I mean, in a good way. I mean, it feel like a little tip of the hat there. Doug yeah. Walker did the cover. Of um, Secretary, which is like a a Southern California kind of like chaotic hardcore sasscore band. I know Secretary, baby. Yeah, Come yeah. on now. But um, so what what I'm getting with this is that sometimes I don't feel like the songwriting matches the level of quality that goes into so many other elements of this band. I feel like a lot of the songs in this album feel a bit undercooked, and that they don't always develop into something interesting beyond their like main motif. So the result is an LP that feels a bit more like an EP to me because it's just so many short songs like vignettes. It's it's like I said, it like it blasts through and then sixteen the ne- minutes. Yeah, or the so. next thing like I'm listening to another band. I'm like, oh, what the fuck is this done? Like that kind of thing. So yeah, my my issue is not necessarily with the length. Of course, there's plenty of like shorter LPs, like Nails is put out pretty this short is, LPs, eighteen minute albums that this I enjoy. Is still a full length. Yeah, yeah. It's, you could still call this an, an album of sorts, but yeah, I, I just feel like some of the songs don't go anywhere. Did you know this is their twelfth release? That's crazy. Yeah, they've they. I discovered them with Zebulon in twenty seventeen or eighteen. I think it was. Yeah, busy, 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 busy bodies. That being said, it, it's like they are so close to what I feel like this project could potentially be, and there's clearly a lot of enthusiasm and promise in what they do. Mm-hmm. And there's there's actually quite a bit. You know, there's there's standout tracks on the album, as Levi already pointed out. I'm taking the pins out is great. Are you kidding me? Is great. Um, they said Ma- can, Mount Moon. Mount Moon is definitely this, this band at its finest for yeah. sure. I'd have to agree with you there. It's just that song sees, and the reason why is because it sees a lot more development thematically than many other songs. It, it just they, they actually take the riff and turn it into something more. You know, it kind of like it, there's development. I guess is just what I'm, I'm landing with here. It's just it's it's moshy. It's got some mathy parts and it's very noisy. 
So it's like the best of what this band does. And it's got a great video, too. Um, I would like to say uh, I'm very, very, very proud of them. And shout out to uh, Silent Pendulum for giving them the chance. And hopefully everybody likes this album, you know? They and they absolutely do deserve the chance. Because, again, there's there's tons of promise here. Although I, I do feel like, um, well, you know, I said what I said. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, uh, I'm going to say what I say here and say 17-minute album. I'm all right with this. Fucking <laughs> let's go, you know? Levi's into it. If I had to give this a rating out of 10, oh, you, okay. we're, we're doing it for every band right, now. Okay, okay. So if I had to give this one, a, 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 I'd say a 6 out of 10. Really? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go 7-2. Okay. Yep, yep. Uh, definitely the 7s. Once again. It's not an irredeemable shit heap. I'm good cop, bad cop here. I actually enjoyed this li- this album. Like when I, uh, I'm yeah, I listened to this album like six times. I enjoyed it every time. And I, I want to say the thing I appreciated, you know, like I mentioned earlier with Chamber, I lose myself, and then at the end, I'm like, oh, fuck, it's done. And also, there's really, like, 1% filler, if you even want to say that. It's it's fucking, there's no filler here. I like that it's just... Which you would think for, like, a noise core band. Yeah, so to, that's a great point to, to their defense. There's like, no, like, beep, 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 like, for one <laughs> to two minutes, you know, like, they fucking... They don't, like, kill Whitney dead you and hit you with, like, a minute and a half of a movie sample. Yeah, it yeah. really is, can it's concise to their credit, for sure. Like, they, they, don't, mess up, they don't mess about, like... Yep. Yep. And there's like there's some good moshy ass moments that will definitely make the kids move. So I'm a busy dude. I don't got time to listen to fillers. <laughs> all right. All right. So it's definitely going to be Mountain Moon, though. Okay. So we're going to play Mountain Moon, which is track seven from No Volume, which is Cell Damage's new album that came out on July 14th. Here we go. Alright, so that was Mountain Moon, which is track 7 from No Volume, which is Cell Damage's new album, which came out on July 14th. 
So next, we're going to talk about Unfurl. And Unfurl are a progressive death metal metalcore outfit from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Really difficult classifying this band, but we'll get into that. Man, I got FFOs. I couldn't classify, so I threw FFOs. We haven't done that for a while, you know? We, um, we've been trying yeah. to avoid the FFOs, but yes, we'll get there. Yeah. So they just dropped their new album, Ascension, on June 2nd. And to the credit of their guitarist, I've that's the reason I'm aware of this band. They've been really persistent in getting this band on my radar, and I thank them for that because it's just one of those bands where it's just like, uh, just adjacent enough that I I want to cover it, but I keep forgetting because I'm an asshole. <laughs> but no, like, I see I see where you wanted to cover this. It's definitely it, it's it's there. This is know? a fucking good album. It's yeah. just it's on paper it sounds a bit clashy because, and again, calling this progressive death metal doesn't quite cut it because it, that's pigeonholing them a bit. They they integrate elements of black metal. Let me uh, go ahead. I, I, I would like to say if I'm gonna go if I'm gonna go here, yeah, go I'm, I'm gonna try to sell this to you, Christian. Little metallic What's your elevator pitch? Metallic hardcore, right? Mm-hmm. But launches from that into the, some sludge, grind, and noise elements. And and black metal, arguably. You motherfucker. I'm just trying to, <laughs> trying to help you out. I'm just trying to show you. But yeah. No, I would say that all of those elements are there for sure, though. I'd have to agree. Maybe not. No, there is sludgy elements for sure. Oh, like, yeah. There's a little slow and low. You got 100%. Some, there, you're yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, especially on the track... Um, what is it? Coiled Serpent. Thank that you. opening. Yeah, Thank that you. has a very cult leader esque groove and a very. So if we're just going to jump into the FFOs, that's my boy. Like, I I love this album, but it's sort of obvious where they're pulling their influences from. Like, it's very obvious they're inspired by Cult Leader and Between the Buried and Me. Full of Hell, Helpless. Full of Hell. I would say Full of Hell and Portrayal of Guilt probably also play a pretty significant part in, mm-hmm. in what this band does or it help forming their sound. or at the, at the very least, just very similar to those aforementioned. Cause yeah, I want to say just from Coiled Serpent, uh, once again, it is just a fucking awesome opener um super it, super good i i love all these albums have had no like quote-unquote intros it's just a solid fucking starting track and i really enjoy that this album however is a bit more long-winded than the two previous mm-hmm. albums that we talked about i mean they they really do every track is like six minutes long so if you're not in for that kind of like slog it might be a bit difficult for you but i see where the bit bam uh the bt bam kind of thing comes in a little bit there yeah because yeah. they just like jump into these like progressive death metal riffs and then they jump into like sort of like a blackened hardcore sequence and then it's just it's really all over the place <laughs> the track gossamer ladder has a moment which reads like a blackened hardcore take on botch for example just to like really back up that that comparison agreed agreed it's like a pull offy kind of reverb heavy riff that really just yeah it reads like blackened botch that is my favorite track it's my second favorite next to the opening Coiled Serpent for sure. They also have, again, the, the, the cult leader moments definitely being channeled on that opener. Portrayal of Guilt. Full of Hell is also a very fair comparison to make too. Back to the BT band thing. The closing track though, Longitude and Ley Lines. God damn it. Yep. That is basically a colors track. Yep. Yep. But that's, I like that. <laughs> that's as, where I, I tune out on the album, honestly, too. I, I was not a colors fan. You kind of were. I love I, colors, but colors the reason I'm not, it wasn't landing for me is because much like earlier BT Bam, sometimes I feel like the vocals are the weakest element of what they're doing. Like the singing yeah. is, the singing especially leaves a lot to be desired if I'm being completely honest, especially on the track Entity Reunion in the Sky. It doesn't really have like a lot of support. The screaming also tends to lack variation too. I don't want to like belabor this point about the vocals not being good, but 
because they they are good. It's just like they are very one dimensional, and then the singing could be a lot better. I think in like uh, metal bands like this, you know, like um, I always think about like Wormed and stuff. Like they, like there's like a slight range, and really, it's not really about the vocals. At some point, it's just out about the fucking fair enough the f- blasty blastiness. Um, I do want to say, uh, if anybody out there does enjoy Unfurl, I highly suggest going back to the 2019 uh, release they had. It's just same, the same stuff. Uh, they really are quite consistent. Uh, when I went back and listened to the 2019 release to this, um, they're just you know just playing and just uh, getting a little bit better and better. You know, uh, overall, overall, I would say this would be the one I wouldn't jam as much, but. Lately, I've been more just in the chaotic side of things, you know. Um, yeah, this is not a quick listen either. So Levi is probably less inclined to to my, my ADHD kicks in there, and I gotta fucking go. I gotta go somewhere else. Make it through the whole album, you yeah. know. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, this is good. I mean, despite my complaints about the vocals and um, maybe the fact that they're wearing their influences a bit on their sleeve here, this is really quite good. Like that, the performances are extremely solid. Even the vocals are, are solidly performed. They're not like they're never bad. Nope. You know, I feel like there's a lot of potential for this band. They just need to like get more focused on trying to bring stuff that's like idiosyncratic and less channeling a certain influence because that's where I feel like they are right now. Word. Um. All right, bud. What's the numbers? If I had to give this one a rating out of 10, I would have to say I'd give this one a, a six. One question about the numbers: uh, Are we going? Uh, are we just like going like a like a five star restaurant? Like uh, like five would be uh, math super math core. Are we rating on a math core? Or are we? Rating You're on not going to hear very many tens out of me. So just to really yeah. establish that, like yeah. ten is a perf- is a perfect album. But once again, what are we judging this on? Are we judging it just overall or like how math core it is overall? Overall, like okay. yeah. I mean, yeah, since so we're covering, I just want to make sure. I just want to make so, sure. So yeah, just to get this out in the open, math core next. We we do cover a lot of adjacent styles, and just because it's a math core focused blog, I don't feel like that makes us any less of an authority on other kinds of music that are as you know in the extreme sort of realm. So we also get to do what we want. So suck it. This is my goddamn podcast. <laughs> and if I want to give the album a rating, I will. Yeah. Um, even if it's not fucking exactly a mathcore album. So you said six. I would give this one a six out of ten. I, I'm teetering between a six and a seven because there's plenty of redeemable qualities. It's just like it's very long winded. The the influences, the obvious influence thing, and then the lack of variation on the vocals really hold back my enjoyment. God, I'm gonna have to start marking down on the notes too, what I so I can look back like what I heard. But uh, I would say I still, um, I just I still enjoyed this album. Uh, I feel like I just needed a joint with it and just kind of sit back and chill. It's a little bit of a different album compared to a lot of what we are covering on this specific episode, and that has a lot to do with it. Sometimes it just one one album will just stand out and it's either good or bad but i would say it's a solid seven for me okay um, it's that's still fair. got some tech in there and um it's it's it there's enough there where i'm i'm enjoying it <laughs> to back up my six out of my six out of ten here i'm just looking at my notes and i just have like cult leader worship bt bam worship cult leader worship just like mentioning all the various sort of like derivative moments yep. of the album so yep. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that. Are we doing? But we're doing points. Are we doing? Are you doing? Six, we, you were first doing. Uh, we're doing numbers, but now you're doing six out of ten, or is it six point something? Or are we doing no, no. just a, just a solid I'm not doing. Six? I'm not doing points. Really? We're not, not doing it. Not doing like decimals. No. But, but that's what I was doing before too, and you were doing that. I'm not doing a six point five or anything. No, you didn't really. No. Oh, all right. Well, I did oh. that earlier. All right, fine. No half points. That makes you have to think harder about it. <laughs> God, exactly. That's good. <laughs> exactly. Because I'd be giving... All right, fuck it. Fine, a seven. I'm going to give it a seven then. I would be giving so many albums a seven if 
or you know a seven or a six point five if that's how we were going to go. So I have to like right, really right. make the decision right. to like be critical. We're uh, you're, you're now understanding how our meetings go here at the math. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, like <laughs> yeah. we just bicker at each other until one of us gives God up. God damn it! Right, yeah. right. God even, damn it! <laughs> um, anyways, yeah. So seven and you a six. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Just like the last band, we're gonna like be. I'm gonna give every album a six on this one just to troll our listeners. <laughs> Very upset. Okay, yeah. I mean, I I did like immediately renege on my eight, and then I gave fucking Chamber a nine. So, all right. So now, uh, I would say, dude, what, the uh, tracks. I would say Coiled Serpent or Gossamer Ladder. Let's do Gossamer Ladder. Gossamer Ladder definitely a bit more to the point. All right, sure. So we're going to play Gossamer... I mean, Coil Serpent's also like eight minutes long, so... So we're going to play Gossamer Ladder, which is track two from Ascension. And that's Unfurl's new album that came out back on June 2nd. Here we go. So that was Gossamer Ladder, which is track two from Ascension, which is Unfurl's new album that came out back in June. So next, we're going to talk about Better Lovers. I know many of you waiting for this moment. And Better Lovers are a metalcore quartet featuring Greg Puciato, formerly of the Dillinger Escape Plan and Killer Be Killed, and Jordan Buckley, Clayton Goose, Holyoke, and Stephen... Machich, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. Forgive me if I mispronounced that, Stephen. 
all of every time I die. I know you're listening to this podcast. <laughs> and it looks like producer Will Putney has also been jumping in on second live guitar as well. Wow. And they just dropped their new EP, God Made Me an Animal, on July 7th. And I just got to get this out in the open immediately. Although it's undeniably exciting to see some of my favorite musicians come together on a new project following the demise of their bands, I can't help but feel like the single is the best part of this release. Hmm. It's it's a it's a short one, so I mean you can only have so many things to throw at it, you know. That's I mean, that's true. I mean, it's not like it's a full album, so maybe not the most complete mission statement. That said, I do appreciate it. It being an EP, I feel it gives us just time to sit and think about just a few tracks and see how we think about, you know, how, how we like it and everything. You know, they didn't go through a hell of work and take a year to fucking do this. You know, it's yeah, it's like on paper. I should love this, but I'm I'm a little hesitant for some reason, and I think it's due to to Puciato, like the person who I most admire in this project. I, I feel like vocally he's never been better, but lyrically, it's just bad. Especially with the the title track refrains um, of you know closer, whatever those lines about being closer, getting closer to you, just really just sort of reading a bit juvenile to me. And then also there seems to be some pretty clear swipes at his former bandmate, Ben Weinman as well. And I don't have an issue with that, but it's like, is this band going to be an outlet for these guys to be mad at their former bandmates? Or are they going to like write some, some tunes, you know? I don't know. Um, I watched that, uh, the full set of the matinee they did, you know, the 36 minute live. It looks great. It's great. You know, but everyone's going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I feel like they're just chasing that feeling from those two other bands. So, but I, but with that said, I, I feel like what is better lovers doing? I feel like it is giving a large percentage of the fans of last two of these last bands, uh, that they're giving them something else, you know? And I feel like a lot of the, the fans out there are going to be very satisfied with this just because it's of who, all of the, the pedigree. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and not even like an ass kiss kind of thing. Just like you just, I mean, you still hear every time I die, you hear the fucking riffage, man. You hear Greg. I mean, it's just, that's my complaint is so, that it sounds like a leftover every time I die so, track with Greg yeah, Cusciato on the helm. So I will, I will say my ears are biased in this as well because um, I enjoy Jake Bannon in Converge. Um, I try to support Jake Bannon and his other side projects or random things that he does. But overall, and I know like Jake Bannon hasn't done vocals for a million projects, but it's just, I'm trying to just put an example. Like I myself, I'm like, okay, I I just rather have you in Converge, man. Like that kind of thing. So, (laughs) and I, and I, I just, I think it's the knowledge also that it's something new and different, but this one specifically, I just don't, um, I'm taking it on as like a new project. Uh, and I, I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy this as an EP. But you're right. The, the, the single is the fucking strongest track. And But, it, I mean, I'm not saying it's bad either because at least there's one strong track. That's nice. Yeah, I feel like this could be a lot better, though, just given the people who are involved. I'm, I'm trying to hold them to a higher standard because, yeah, it just it felt a, a couple parts felt pretty phoned in and pretty just like left over every time I died riffs. You know? I want to say like, oh, they just got to get together and write more. And it was like, but wait a second. They've already been all writing together forever. It's just Greg's just doing vocals. But I mean, like the bands, like, the you know, the guitar, bass, vocals, they're all, they've been doing it forever together. It's not like they're like, I oh, always got it all together for the first time and we're all just figuring it out. It's like, no, y'all have been jamming for a long time. Pick it up. Yeah. So hopefully the LP, if there is going to be one. I bet you there's going to be an LP. I bet you they got a bunch in the pot that they didn't even give us yet. Like this is better than most super groups are as well, to be fair. And this is the super group of all super groups. 
right now. Again, I'd say. two of my my top ten favorite bands of all time. Every time I die, and Dillinger Dillinger Escape Plan is my favorite band of all time. So, yeah, um, that you know. So just to like sort of give you some context on on the what I'm saying about this. But yeah, um, to some degree, this this also kind of signals to me that they have run out of steam creatively. You know, I um, man, you're really giving up on this. Aren't yeah, you? I mean, really? I I, hmm. I feel like it just it it signals a changing of the guard. Like it's like Dowboys and Pupil Slicer and Frontier bands like that are now leading the way for this sound, and they are still clinging to relevancy. Is sort of the way I, I see it at the moment. I'm going to go a glass is uh, the glass is half full. Um, I'm going to say first off disbanded band sucks. Any kind of band that you want and you love and they disband, that's horrible. It's nice that we got a, a, a little bit of something new, you know. Silver and, lining for sure. You know, it's yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um man, you were just a Debbie Downer right there. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. I don't fucking I've been sitting with this with this this critique for a second and I'm I'm pretty confident with it. I mean, I you can't deny the talents of the people who are behind the project and the single is definitely fucking hits. The opening track has got its moments too. The, um, yeah, the, like the, the sort of like tappy kind of like lead guitar moment when Greg is singing is really quite good on the opening track. But yeah, I feel like the rest of the, the album, it, it sounds like leftovers and leaves a lot to be desired. I'm, I'm hoping that they come out with something a little bit better than this. I think we can refrain giving rating systems to these EPs because it's their EPs. But what what do you think? Do you want to rate them? Well, I'm gonna rate the fuck out of these EPs. It's it's still it's it's a band on the on the on the thing. Um, man, it's well produced. It's well performed. Definitely reducing points for Puciato not bringing the best performance lyrically. Reducing a little bit of points for Buckley not bringing. I don't know something a, just a little bit more original or less less sounding like his previous band I guess and that's not a bad thing either but you know don't you think that they want to like try to do something just a little bit different I don't know I would say it's a solid seven I'm gonna go with the seven too yeah, yeah. it's definitely not bad like it's it's good but it's um I hear a lot of people describing it as mid and you the know kids would call it mid these days I mean, yeah, I mean, because if you look at the, the fucking riffs, it's not, and compare it to, like, the new Chamber album, which would, would you rather hear the new Chamber album or a Better Lover song? I would take a Chamber album any day, mm-hmm. which is a crazy thing for me to say right now, but, like, yeah, the, the new sound, the new Jack sound is, you know, it, it's it's more aggressive than what they're trying to do with this project. If I was a betting man, and I am, um, I would have thought you'd like this more just on like the whole uh pedigree of literally everyone is thinking that right now so huh. you're, not, you're not alone <laughs> sometimes i think i don't know you <laughs> so that being said i think we established that 30 under 13 is the strongest effort on uh, this doy. so we're gonna play 30 under 13 which is track two from god made me an animal which is better lovers new ep that came out on july 7th here we go Fucking nothing to me 
So that was 30 Under 13, which is track two from God Made Me an Animal, which is Better Lover's new EP that came out on July 7th. So next, we're going to talk about Circuit Circuit. And Circuit Circuit are a math core quintet from Nashville, Tennessee. Or a quartet. Their lineup is sort of not static, but we'll get into that. And they just dropped their new EP, Body Songs, on July 7th via our affiliate label, Dark Trail Records. <laughs> Have to mention that, giant asterisk, but you know. And the EP was mixed by Corey Batista, 
who did Die on Mars. And oh, Ma- that's where the name fucking... Oh, wow. Okay. Not only that, the album was mastered by Carson Pace. Who? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Carson knows we love him. And art by Jackie Buckaloo. So there's a very strong connection to the Callous Cowboys here. Awesome. And it, it makes sense because they I was gonna get this out they literally borrow the riff from Contrail Crucifix from Dion Mars and what seems to be a, a very deliberate quotation so that's what I'm gonna leave it with it's tip a, of the hat I mean it, it it's worked in so nicely to the song that you can't really complain about it but I mean speaking about the changing of the guard earlier Circuit Circuit are definitely a part of this newer movement and you could easily argue that they are part of an even newer generation following the Calistar Boys agreed they're, they're a younger band. They, And they have the same kind of idiosyncratic lyrical vibe and just whimsy and irreverence and energy that just makes for a great fucking band. They, they really are just like one of the most promising premier acts in this genre. I fucking love the vocals. Um, super like screamy and like I guess I'm going to say scathy in a way. Just like it is, it's got this raspiness yes. to it. It is fucking awesome. So that was their... That was the vocalist who departed from the band following the release or before this album was actually released. Their name is Cade Hernandez. Yeah, Cade did some so programming who, and vocals on this. He, they, so who's in the video? That is Michael. My, Michael, who is the like the lead guitarist, song. You know, I assume one of like the main songwriters next to Casey. So Michael and Casey are the. They both do vocals and guitar, but Michael sort of has stepped into the front the front role of this band as of late. Ah, got you. Okay. So yeah, I know it's a bit confusing because Michael, that makes sense. Michael has previously been a guitarist for this band, but yeah. So Michael basically stepped back for a time while Cade was the vocalist. And then this album was kind of just like left in the lurch for a while. This is apparently this, this EP has been in the works since the entire like pandemic period. So they've been, they've been sitting on it for a second. I'm sure it's like kind of like lost some relevance to them in the process. But yeah, that's I mean, that's what it sounded like anyway. They're just kind of like relieved to finally get it out. Got it. But yeah, um, and then art by Jackie Buckaloo, if I didn't get that out earlier. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's just like the Callus Dabwe connection is like super strong here. Um, God, where was I going with this? Oh yeah, so talk about the vocals. Yeah, so so Kate is the one who's doing those like really like scathy high register vocals. Yes. It, I noticed like there's like a back vocal going on too, or yeah. like maybe layered. Uh, no, no, no. There, so there's like Michael is doing like the sass core kind of like shouted vocals, if you will, and yes. then Kate is doing like the scathy like Love r- it. R- Love raspy it. vocals. Yeah. Um. On that note, I don't feel like the higher registers vocal higher register vocals work quite as well. Although they did remind me a bit of Soul Glow, which I appreciate on just like a fundamental level. Mm. It's yeah. almost a bit clashing, but you know they they kind of like. It's not shoehorned, you know. They're still making it work. <laughs> well said. Well said. Uh, I, I want to say there there are some fucking sassy riffs going on in here. I really, really enjoyed this this EP, man. You can tell Blood Brothers plays a big part in what this band does. It's great. It's, I mean, yes, yes, I'll, I'll agree with you there. Also, a lot of apparently, like I say, apparently because I sort of like looked into this on their like body songs influences playlist but they they put drive like yahoo and i believe at the drive-in as well so there's like a lot of like driving post-hardcore behind what this band does there's never like they do have a dynamic that they favor and that is like a very mid-tempo driving rhythm Mm -hmm. that's kind of like the majority of the space this ep occupies 
What I appreciate though is that on track four, they kind of take they kind of take a minute to sort of um, ease it back a little bit. It's kind of a bit more, a bit slower, a bit more like moody. And then Noel is the track, by the way. Oh yeah, yeah, that's actually my favorite track. Yeah, that's that's fucking good. I think it's because they're taking a lot more risks on this track with the the arrangement of the song and with the the dynamics. You know, I feel like the rest of the EP is kind of like. And I don't mean this in a bad way, but it's a bit samey. You know, it kind of a lot of the songs in the EP are kind of this very similar, but Null is definitely like the standout track stylistically speaking. You know, it's got like I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna agree with you. But it's like yes, it's multi-phase. Furthermore, to just praise to praise the track, it's got like multiple parts of it. Yes, yeah. Man, I still really enjoyed listening to this album, though. I, you know, um, it, I wasn't skipping anything. Uh, I wasn't like, oh, God, this. Like, So overall, man, I really enjoyed this, uh, uh, you know, as an album. Yeah, I did, too. Um, I got to give it a I'm, I'm going to give this a six. I'm going to have to give this. <laughs> it's going to be my first six of the, of the episode here, but I got to give him a six. Okay. Uh, I'm going to have to give it an eight. I feel like, yeah, I feel like if they're... If, if I was Screamo Index and I was doing something over there, I think I might uh, go a little seven just uh, on the Screamo side, you know? But I'm just going to say for the podcast and everything, this album, just all in all. I, I have a hard time picking it apart because I feel like the performances are really solid. The production is great. The songs are exciting and fun. It's There's never a boring moment on the EP. I It's just like the, the scathy vocals from Cade are less to my liking that that's more of a personal preference though. And I do feel like the, it could definitely be a bit more, um, it could be more original, perhaps more idiosyncratic, but we're talking about a young band here. So I'm willing to be a lot more forgiving about that. Okay. Um, you don't have to change your score, Levi. No, 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 I don't. I just, um, (laughs) I, I want to say one more, one more thing. The, The music video they released. Great music video fucking awesome that's it yeah the the single for deleted skin is pretty goddamn strong even if it does have the the contrail crucifix riff in it because it's just i get the the lyrics stuck in my head constantly where he's like catchy lyrics i can see myself on the plasma screen i got the feeling that they're on to me yeah just the lyrics are good They, they really just keep coming back into my head and that song just hits hard great music video so i think we should give them deleted skin personally Noel's a great track, yep. but it's a bit more long-winded, and I, I think it takes a bit longer to get to, like, the payoff, so. Yep, let's do that. I mean, t- one more time just about Noel, though. When they get to that part, My Body, This Fire, which was the original title for the EP, as I recall, that's, like, that's, like, a, such a good moment for this EP. I feel like you really just, like, that's when I'm, like, I sit back and I'm, like, okay, yeah, this is really good. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yep. So we're going to go ahead and play for you. Deleted Skin, which is track three from Circuit Circuit's new EP, Body Songs, and that came out on July 7th via our affiliate label, Dark Trail Records. Here we go. Just 
identity is there. All right, so that was Deleted Skin, which is track three from Circuit Circuit's new EP, Body Songs, and that came out on July 7th via Dark Trail Records. What? Uh, CDs came out with you? And cassettes. Cassettes, too. So go snag one. So next and last, we're going to talk about I'm Letting Unseen Forces Take the Wheel, Weed Cowboy, and Twink Obliterator. This is the first time, it's, and, and then keep in mind, this is not a split. We This is, um, this is not a split. This is going to be a, a collaborative combination as we just, uh, we just. I took no notes on this because it was just so goddamn confusing to talk about. Christian to write I, notes yeah, on, but. Christian and I basically decided we were going to do the uh, the first, uh, we're, we're going to do on letting, um, you know, unseen, unseen forces. forces take the wheel. But uh, yesterday's conversation via text, uh, sometimes we do this, but we. <laughs> This time, we just decided that we're going to just talk about it all because we realized there is uh, one artist that's involved in all of this, basically, with a, a few contributing... There's two contributing members to I'm Letting Unseen Forces Take the Wheel. And then both of these individuals have their respective side projects, one being Weed Cowboy, Cowboy and yes. the other being Twink Obliterator. Yeah, so apparently, Levi and I had actually originally talked about covering Weed Cowboy back in April or May or whenever mm-hmm. that EP mm-hmm. dropped was... And it kind of just like fell along the wayside of other more like, I don't want to say more relevant, but yeah, you fall victim to the chop shop sometimes. Sometimes it's just like February. There's a lot of albums, and we just had to fucking cut something. I mean, you know. And the thing is, we we uh, yeah. Anyways, we just yeah we we cut it. But we cut it. Here we are. But here we are because it's it's that good. Yeah. So I'm letting unseen forces take the wheel is a cyber grind project that I would say is really akin to stuff like much of the other contemporaries in the sound like zombie shark or blind equation mm-hmm. especially yeah, yeah. death tripper thank you that's the one with because those beats and stuff in there some subtle hip-hopisms that sort of like which is becoming more and more more relevant in cybergrind by the way with, with artists like bell joven um bell joven i think i sent that to the group chat the other day definitely has yeah so there's just like more and more like hip-hop and hyper-pop permeating the uh, the cyber grind realm right now. And I want to say that, uh, there's maybe we can always kind of have smile and laugh at a little cyber grind, but overall I do want to like point out that there are some very catchy parts. There are some very brutal parts, but also there are some fucking funny parts. This is, yeah, this. It's, this is jokey, but it's like, it's also fucking quality. It's not like shit core on my joke you know, bad quality, like I'm, you know, cutting pink with knives. It's even like, even like there's a part where it's like, I have pronouns for, for my butt or something. It's like, it's like, okay, yeah, fuck it. Who fucking cares? Like, this is whatever, man. You're like, you're just so deep in it. Like, all right, sure. Like, I just, I, it's way that's satire. No, no, it, of course, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, right. there's there's a way to do to listeners. just to, to have comments and stuff like that. But it's like, listen, this is also coming from Twinkle Obliterator. You know what I'm saying? Right, so exactly. Like, Thank God you. damn it, dude! Like, it's like it's. It, I just I really enjoyed this. Are and we like, gonna call them out for being problematic now? Every time, every time I listened to this album, like earlier without like with Chamber, I was like, oh fuck, every track. Most of these tracks I was listening to with this with this album, I would be like. <laughs> Yeah, and just for, for our listeners, he's talking about I'm letting unseen forces take the wheel. This is what we're covering. We are covering. We're ultimately covering I'm letting unseen forces, but yes, um, with with the actual album. Yeah, so it's it's more this project. So the album is called Scary Website. Yeah, Scary Website is is the new EP, and it just came out back in June. And yeah, so it's the it's the collaborative release of these two artists, and um, I think it's a beautiful thing where it's like. 
we're all going to do one thing. Yeah, so the weed cowboy person is like the math core force behind this, it seems. And then Twinkle Obliterator is more of the cyber grind force behind this. And then they come together on Unletting Unseen Forces. And it's this is fucking fantastic. This is some of the best cyber grind I've heard in a fucking hot second. Also very wordy, but awesome band name. Awesome. It's great. Yeah. It took me a second. Shout out to Big Money Cyber Grind also for plugging this. You are extremely annoying on Twitter sometimes, but every once in a while you come through with a good recommendation. And this, is, <laughs> this is one of them. Is that one from Zombie Shark? No, not the same person. Oh, okay. Okay. Love Zombie Shark, but yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, this is this is really good though. Like I, uh, I, I'm loving the sort of the hip hop attitude that's <laughs> Jeff like that. That's similar to um, to Death Tripper with the you know the the air horn kind of hip hoppy sort of fucking. We we do we do sprinkle the cyber grind in this podcast. I don't feel like we ever feel like uh, obligated to do it. So as I was talking earlier about like you know bands on the chopping block and just sometimes it just it is what it is. I want to say just like also we're we're not the biggest podcast but just like I, I want to say that overall like we are covering this release because it's fucking good. That's what I want to say. One hundred percent. Yeah. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got, baby. I was gonna fucking say, good. This is creepy, but I did some research and <laughs> I fucking figured out that I know or I've seen the person from Weed Cowboy in person in San Francisco at the Dabboy. I saw you, baby. I saw you at the show. Show yourself. Show yourself. <laughs> show yourself. And, oh yeah. So there's yeah. Anyway, that's cool though. I'm glad that <laughs> that's cool. I mean, that's cool they're from San Francisco. That's, that's just amazing. like yeah. that. That really just yeah. That makes me happy. That's then. where this conversation yesterday with Christian and I like like kicked off. We're like, bro, did you know? And then we just kind of went off from there. And it's like, all right, let's just fucking cover it all. That let's gives just, me like, hope go. for the local scene. I'm so just. It's so sad. I'm sure you know because you live here. But yeah, like the the fucking scene here is just like not good unless you're trying to. Shows still happen, but I don't know. Moved to Oakland, basically. Yeah, like like touring shows still happen and stuff. But like yeah, like as far as like a, I don't know. Just San Francisco. Honey Hive is gone. Yeah. DNA is gone. Like what do we have? We've we've got Regency. We've got bottom bottom of the hill and the Park Side. If we didn't have those two venues, I don't know what I would do. Neck of the woods. Neck of the woods is pretty good too. I, Regency is, I think, actually great for like a bigger venue. I can't remember if they're a live nation or not, but they, they probably are. But oh, we're getting an old man corner, but they can suck my dick with the fucking drink. That's not prices. an old man thing. Live, live nation sucks. Everybody seventeen agrees. dollar Modelo, you go die. As a matter of fact, yeah, there, there needs to be some kind of like legislation. Somebody needs to intervene on the drink fucking prices. Their, their little racket they got going on. <laughs> Not just drink, but Levi's concerned about drink. I'm so pissed. I love how single-minded you are about booze, though. Come on. What? I mean, we're talking venues. This is a factor in venues. That's like one of the five factors in venues. Security, sound, stage, can I mosh? Can I drink? How These many drinks would things. you say that that you have when we go out to oh, a show? Oh, don't do this. Three? Don't do this. Four? Don't do this. Three or four? Christian, or don't do this. Do you have five? Don't do this. Do you this. have six? Do you I have six. <laughs> six. Are you serious, Levi? <laughs> well, are we talking pre or post? I'm talking uh, during. I'm talking well, during. Depends on I don't the price. About, I'm depends about, on the price. Then I got a pregame okay. and I got it. Oh, I'm, I'm a right. busy man. I got that, shit going on. There's a sliding scale based upon. Okay. We adjust. We as in me. I would, my brain, me and me I would brain. never. You're, Levi buys me. He's so nice. He buys me a drink in almost every show we go to. I really appreciate that. Thank because you. I'd hardly ever buy you a drink back. But I do I do lap Christian and everything because he's a sipper and I'm more of a guzzler. So it's That's the thing. I take like fucking, I take like 45 minutes to drink a pint. I don't know why it takes me so long to drink a beer, but. 
well, well, now you're officially a dad, so you get to have dad tolerance. But before, you always had, like, dad tolerance. It was like, after that, like, you are three beer Christian and some joints. That's what you are. You've always been that. Three beer Christian. At three beer, you're, at the third beer, your tongue gets heavy. And then you're just like, ah, I'm good. That is true. Yeah, I, I, I stopped becoming articulate. Me, I just keep going until I just do the Irish exit. And you're like, where's Levi? Oh, never mind. <laughs> Levi, I know where Levi is. <laughs> I got something you can guzzle right here, Jeff says. Jeff, don't do this. It's just the heat being with... You're just saying it because of the heat. Don't You don't mean that, Jeff. <laughs> nice. You did tee him up. <laughs> I did. Um, but yeah, this is this is quality. I don't really have anything else to say about it. It's just... It's dank. What the... Their, their perspective solo projects are also very... Quite good. We, I, I keep coming back to Weed Cowboy because it's just so goddamn California. It's like... Yeah. Really heavy, heavy, low, low, duck, duck, goose, kind of just yeah, that the California sass core, math core sound. All right. My rating? West Coast. Colorado also, I think, you know, Fear Before the March of Flames, to some degree, informs heavy, heavy, low, low. Hmm. I'm not sure most people even realize that, but there's a definite connection. If you go listen to, like, listen to Hot Damn, the first Fear Before album, and then... Art Damage. Yeah, and then listen to like heavy, 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 low, low, and then this, and you'll see a connection. It's there it, with with the zany riffs, you know. Yep. It's the zaniness behind the riffs. Um, I want to say uh, for the tracks though, uh, I, I'll let though, you pick because I well, I like I, them all. Uh, yeah, I like them all, but I do want to say the just the first track with just uh, uh, uh well, uh, damn it, no, I'm gonna go uh, track two. Uh, this is my son meal ticket. Um, I feel like that is <laughs> a very good track. But uh, there's a lot of just, there's a lot of... Just, what, what was your favorite? That was your favorite track, That was though? my favorite track, Okay. Yes. I that was the one where I just kept going. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I didn't even, like, write down... I, I didn't, like, make very good notes on this project, so I, I apologize to the artist for that. But yeah, I didn't, like, I didn't pick uh, a favorite track because I just felt like they were all sort of an last, equal strength. The last riveting track, Mashi Mash Ohio. You know, <laughs> we got to like... <laughs> no, I like my son, Neil Ticket. That's funny. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's good. Let's just go on the titles like this time. Let's just do that. Yeah, right? It doesn't even matter what it sounds like. But, I think listen, the song be, title be, is good be, enough. Before, Christian, what's your rating? Oh, um... I'm going six. God, I'm going to give this a seven at least. Woo! That, that's a... I don't want to steal Fantano's light and strong, but yeah, it's a... Uh, man, I, this is pretty strong, though. This is good. Yep. No, uh, thoroughly yeah. enjoyed this for being a cyber grind album. Yeah, I was about to say, you're not a cyber grind head, so... You know, take that as you will, Levi's rating, but I would give this a seven. I, I feel like it's what I mean, what could you imp- what would you improve about this release if you could I mean like maybe maybe, maybe less reverberation on vocals like like, like when it's just like you hear their almost but is like that, too much. That, I don't know. That, do you do you not feel like that's a it's a calling card of the genre though? It's probably that. But that's all that's the only thing I critique on. That's See, it. this that's is why I Fantana I keep I hate to keep bringing the parallel between us and Anthony Fantano. This is disgusting. But this is why he gets so much hate because he reviews so many kinds of music, so therefore everyone's like, Bro, you're not an authority in this style of music. Shut up. Like I was saying earlier, we do favor Cybergrind here and we don't hate on it, but like sometimes we do like Cybergrind. We sprinkle yeah. it in. <laughs> I give it a six. Christian gets gives it a seven. I say uh the the my my son uh, meal yeah. ticket is is the is the track. That works for me. Yep. Thank you. I cut out <laughs> I cut out everything stupid that you say. I don't know if you realize this. I cut out the stupid things that you say. Yeah, bring it on. I don't I, fucking care. I cut out both of, I cut out not all of your ums. I cut out a lot of your ums. Thanks. I cut out all of my ums. 
<laughs> but not all of your M's. Well, you can out of my, my, my it's part of my in my language. Like you can't do that. But like it's funny when I'm editing the podcast though. I'll probably leave all this in. Is that I can I can just see the ums, the ums like in the like yep the waveform. They're really obvious. So I just I look for your our ums and try to get them as much best as I can. God, I hate you. <laughs> all right, so. We're going to play This Is My Son Meal Ticket, and that's by I'm Letting Unseen Forces Take the Wheel, and that's off their new EP, Scary Website, that came out on May 19th. He did it! Yay! (laughs) Here we go. I was looking at him for approval (laughs) for our listeners. Here we go. if you you probably didn't play Mario 64 because you just Levi's not generally a video game person I played Mario 64 did you pick out the one track that has like the the Mario 64 like the no it's like it's like loading the next level like right before he's like let's go or whatever it's like that is when that is playing and they sampled that into their music no but I thought it was great God, you're a nerd. There's so many little Easter eggs like that. And that's what I love about Cybergrind projects in general is that they really just like they, they put in so many little things for you to like uncover on subsequent listens. So that was <laughs> this is my son meal ticket. And that's off. I'm letting unseen forces take the wheel. New EP. I'm letting unseen forces take the wheels. New EP, scary website, and that came out back in May. And definitely take some time to go listen to Weed Cowboy and Twink Obliterator as well, because both of those projects are, are fucking quality. I just want to reemphasize that. Um, if you at any point enjoyed this, you just go list. It's like an Amazon thing. If you bought this, you're going to enjoy this. It's I mean, just like that. Uh, yeah, I would say that if you're a cyber grind person, definitely Twink Obliterator, but. For me, Weed Cowboy was the project that I definitely was was leaning towards. It's really quite good. Like on my second listen, I was like, "Damn, why did we not get this into the, the main rotation? Why is it coming up as just like an afterthought?" Weed Cowboy. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was because of the name, maybe, or just yeah, I don't know. But we can remember why we chopped all the chops, you know. Yeah, who knows? Also, there's if you become a Patreon supporter, you can like vote occasionally. We, we hardly ever do this anymore because there's so many fucking a staggering amount of albums that are coming out. But occasionally, we do have a poll where you can help us decide what we're going to cover in future episodes. So, yep. 
So on that note, before we wrap this up, uh, another reminder to please check us out on Patreon. If you like what we do, throw us a couple bucks a month, get some cool benefits. You can be a part of the Discord, which is, you know... You can be a part of the exclusive chat, which isn't that big of a prick, I guess, but somebody the other day was like, what happens on Discord? And I'm like, uh, other than the live cast, just mostly, uh, I don't know, small talk. <laughs> and why should you pay to be a part of our small talk? Because it's that good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because we're quality people. Yep. And moreover, yeah, you're not really paying for that. You're paying to help support me, dumbass, so... You're also paying for the Mathcore Index uh, Hot Boys calendar that we're at. The calendar, right. <laughs> right. We ordered the cock socks and everything. It's just barely legal. Well, they didn't fit, so we had to send them back and get a, a smaller size. They were too, they were too <laughs> big. They were too big, guys. Let's be honest. I was like, no, we can't stick our balls in them, too. You understand that. We got fucking... Right. That was a big issue. Both improportionately large testicles. Calendar on its way. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, and yeah, one last reminder that Math Core Index Fest 2023 is this Saturday, July 22nd at Transpecos in Queens, New York, featuring the Sawtooth Grin, Thin, Sunflower, Under the Pier, More of Myself to Kill, The Cheeseburger Picnic, and Miko, possibly one other band. And uh, yeah, that's it. Tickets are $20, 25 at the door, so... Save yourself a couple bucks, get it online. So I guess that about wraps it up for the 102nd episode of MathCast. I'm your host, Christian. And I'm your co-host, Levi. And we'll be back again in a couple weeks with some more sick underground bands. Good night, and stay beautiful. Stay beautiful.